You are listening to Reach MD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. These days, quality patient care often means an integrated system of health care. Environmental, social, and even spiritual factors can affect treatment. With an appreciation for the importance of factors beyond excellent traditional medicine, practitioners and institutions have begun to offer multiple therapies for the best patient care. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Kathleen Margolin, and joining me from New York is Dr. Louis B. Harrison, Clinical Director of the Continuum Cancer Centers of New York and Chairman of the Charles and Bernice Blitman Department of Radiation Oncology at Beth Israel Medical Center and the Division of Radiation Oncology at St. Luke's Roosevelt in New York City. Welcome, Dr. Harrison. Thank you very much. Dr. Harrison, your patients with cancer are receiving both state-of-the-art Western and Eastern healing methods. What are you offering these patients now that differs from a few years ago? Well, there's always been an increasing focus on quality of life in cancer patients. And what we're trying to do is, is look at the patient experience. And in addition to giving patients the treatment that they need, we're trying to focus on doing other things for them that are complementary to the treatment, but make the whole patient experience more tolerable. So one of the things we're doing is yoga therapy through a new initiative with the Urban Zen Foundation, introducing yoga therapy to patients who are inpatient and as well patients who are out of the hospital. And this, of course, is very important with respect to relaxation and with respect to just helping patients, you know, be in a, in a good frame of mind and in good spirits. We are looking at initiatives like art therapy, music therapy, therapeutic touch, acupuncture, breathing exercises, relaxation techniques, and a whole host of these complementary therapies as adjuncts to traditional cancer therapy. Mm -hmm. And this movement toward holistic medicine isn't completely new. And even in oncology, you have a journal, the Journal of Supportive Oncology, which has published research about improving the quality of life for cancer patients. What can you tell us about some of the research on quality of life that's been studied on, on perhaps some of the things you just mentioned, yoga, acupuncture, relaxation? Well, one of the things that is becoming clearer is that these kinds of interventions can be looked at and outcomes can be measured that can be shown to improve the quality of care. We need a lot more research in this area, but things like length of stay, post-operative pain, patient satisfaction, there is a building database of research that, that would suggest that if patients have certain interventions, music therapy and other kinds of interventions, that can reduce their need for pain medication. It can help reduce their length of stay in the hospital. Yoga and other relaxation techniques can improve patient satisfaction. We believe that things that make patients happier, put them in a better frame of mind, and make them more relaxed will increase their tolerance to therapy, decrease treatment interruptions, and by decreasing treatment interruptions, allow them to complete therapy in a more timely manner with more effective results. And so what we're trying to do is not just embark upon these new ideas, but to try to embark upon them in a way that allows us to study them, to try to measure the outcome, and hopefully learn how to best incorporate these new initiatives into optimal patient care. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you're suggesting that when looking at outcome, quality of life is equally important to some of these other benefits, actual physical improvements that might occur, and that you can't really separate these things. 
No, not at all. And of course, you know, nowadays, cancer treatment is all about quality of life. You know, it used to be in the old days when there really weren't very many options available to patients that when you had a diagnosis of cancer, you just tried anything and everything you could to try to cure the patient. You know, nowadays, cancer treatments have gotten much, much better. Radiation therapy is much more focused and minimally invasive. Chemotherapy has seen the evolution to targeted drugs that target the cancer and help spare normal tissue. Surgical procedures are less radical. And when you combine all of these treatments, there is a whole initiative of cancer therapy that is focused on non-invasive and minimally invasive therapies, organ-preserving therapies that treat cancer without removing the organ involved, but treating it with organ-sparing therapies. And so this is a whole global concept in patient care for cancer. Now, Complementing that is this initiative of quality of life on the complementary therapy side and the combination of trying to improve the overall outcome by organ preservation, function preservation, and minimally invasive therapy is perfectly complemented by initiatives that look at the patient experience and try to make it less unpleasant. Mm-hmm. What kind of studies are you conducting at the oncology unit at Beth Israel? On the complementary therapy side, you know, what we're looking at is trying to do things with patients during treatment to make the patient experience a better one. Relaxation techniques, music therapy, acupuncture. Acupuncture is something that the Chinese have known for centuries. I recently visited China because we're collaborating with a major medical center there, and you see that there are entire hospitals that are devoted to traditional Chinese medicine. You know, acupuncture is new to the United States. States, but acupuncture can be used to help dryness in the mouth in cancer patients. It can be helpful for lots of different pain syndromes. And so we're just beginning to learn how to incorporate these ideas. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Reach MD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Kathleen Margolin, and our guest is oncologist Dr. Lewis Harrison. Doctor, sometimes it's challenging to research the complementary techniques. On your unit, as you've begun to implement these new techniques, have you been able to set up some research protocols to measure these things? Yeah, and we're trying to use what we call validated quality of life instruments, which are questionnaires and forms that patients fill out that have them answer questions about various aspects of their quality of life and their level of of distress and things of that sort. And we are collecting data on those kinds of outcomes. We're also looking at patient satisfaction which is a surrogate, if you will, for quality of life, which is the quality of the patient's experience, not only when they're in the hospital, but when they're getting their outpatient treatment. And what we're trying to do is accumulate the data that will help us in identifying where and what of these therapies can be helpful. Mm -hmm. And I understand that you're still gathering data, but what kind of response are you observing in the patients who are being offered yoga or the other alternative? Patients love it. Because everybody, everybody, when they face a diagnosis of cancer, everybody is very stressed by that for obvious reasons. And it's not only the implications of the diagnosis, but it's, it's the trauma of the treatment and, and all that that entails. But when you can sit with a patient and not only explain to them their situation and hopefully tell them that they have a good prognosis, which most cancer patients do nowadays, or at least many cancer patients do nowadays, but if you can tell them in addition to the treatment that there's a whole host of things that they can participate in or do that'll help make the experience better, 
that's very comforting, and patients generally respond very favorably. What kind of training was required of your pre-existing staff, the physicians, nurses, and others, so that they could fully support and help implement the additional therapies now offered? Well, it's a culture change because everybody is so focused on surgery and radiation and chemotherapy and managing side effects and those kinds of things that words like yoga, therapeutic touch, uh, meditation, all of these things weren't part of our vocabulary and, and certainly not part of our thinking. So there was a whole slew of training that just involved trying to change the culture. And the staff have embraced this wholeheartedly. And as a matter of fact, many on our staff, I think, are using themselves some of these things as adjuncts to to their lives. Of course, yoga training is very, very important. And we've been very fortunate with the help of the Urban Zen Foundation to have uh, world-famous yoga gurus that have come and helped train volunteers and be involved in, in that aspect of it. And acupuncture and other interventions also need special training training. So uh, the staff has put a lot of time and effort into changing themselves, and we've, uh, I think we've all become a better cancer center because of it. Can you paint a picture for us also of the environmental changes? How does the unit look now? Well, the, the unit is undergoing a transformation now, and so what the hope is is that a patient coming into the unit will almost be like checking into the guest suite at a Ritz-Carlton or a famous hotel. When the patient comes to the registration desk, a concierge will greet the patient. In addition to bringing the patient to his or her room, the patient will learn about the host of complementary and integrative services that are available while they're there, which include yoga and meditation and all of, the, all of these other things. There's also also a special sort of a sanctuary room, which is a beautiful therapeutic environment where patients can sit and meditate and enjoy the quiet solitude of a very, very beautiful space. And this, this sanctuary is a key component and a core component to the space. The whole decoration of the space has been done by experts who are very much tuned into the ingredients of a therapeutic environment. And so it's a, it's a very, very special initiative. Can you tell us the story of any of the patients or perhaps even staff whose experience has been changed for the better due to this approach? One of the stories which I'll tell you, which has nothing to do with the cancer of patients, was told to me by the chairman of the board of our healthcare system, Larry Huntington, who gave me permission to even use his story. But Mr. Huntington was having terrible knee problems, and he's a very active guy, and he went to many orthopedic specialists who really could not help him with his debilitating knee problems. And for that reason, on a lark, he tried acupuncture. This was many years ago. And he's been was completely cured of his knee pain and his knee issues by acupuncture, the kind of story that you would never believe would happen unless it happened to you. And so, you know, that kind of life-transforming pain relief, those stories are out there. So we have many patients now who have come with their families and have had relaxation techniques, massage therapy, music therapy, art therapy, and have started to do yoga in their personal lives and have found that their stress level is lower, their ability to tolerate treatment is better, and their pain threshold is lower. And when you see it, you then begin to believe it. Would you mind describing for us what you've noticed in yourself, in your own perhaps temperament as you're working in this different environment? I think one of the things that's true of all professionals that take care of cancer patients is that we realize that it's a special experience dealing with people who are faced with challenging problems and have emotional stress and threats to their life. It's a privilege to work 
with a cancer patient and their family. And these experiences and watching these experiences have certainly made me realize that the importance of doing things for yourself to make your life less stressful and to make one's own life filled with some increasing inner happiness and inner comfort, it's a very, very healthy thing for all of us. You don't have to be a cancer patient to have stress and to need a personal comfort and inner peace. You are obviously, you know, very enthusiastic about this. What inspired your interest in integrative medicine to begin with? I've always been interested in quality of life in cancer patients and in trying to develop treatments that improve quality of life. So this was a natural extension of that interest to me. And by watching patients seek these kinds of alternatives and seeing how important these alternatives were to cancer patients, you know, certainly made me think, well, you know what, why should they have to go seek it elsewhere? If so many people are seeking these alternatives, then it's our obligation to offer these alternatives to patients ourselves. And then, of course, I was very, very fortunate to have Dr. Woodson Merrill, who's a world-renowned expert in this whole area, come to Beth Israel and, and start the Center for Healing. And it was the collaboration with him and his whole team there that really enabled this whole thing to come together. Do you see a role for this kind of approach down the road to be incorporated in medical school training? I think so. I think this kind of approach has to be studied, it has to be understood, and it has to be treated like any other intervention that we use in medicine. Using it should be evidence-based, and we have to accumulate evidence to show where and how and what you know, will help patients. And as we do that, and as evidence becomes available, I think it has to be incorporated into our thinking, into our environments, and into the delivery of care for any patient in which this may be applicable. You had mentioned that many of your patients come already having experienced these different therapies, and certainly that's going to be true of the medical community as well. It'll be interesting to see how much just demand by patients and physicians from their own experience will play in making this a commonplace. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the word integrative is key here because, you know, in the past, it used to be presented as an either-or thing. Patients would get traditional medical treatment or they would go off somewhere and get some peripheral kind of treatment that was thought to be almost silly in most circles. But incorporating evidence-based integrative approaches to the traditional treatment has really changed everyone's thinking in this regard. Thank you for listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Kathleen Margolin, and our guest has been Dr. Lewis Harrison, Clinical Director of the Continuum Cancer Centers of New York. Thank you for being our guest, Dr. Harrison. My pleasure. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, and thank you for listening.